Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Drive Like a Mother podcast. I am your host, Ivy Harris. With all the cooking and cleaning that is happening in my house during this COVID-19 pandemic, I've been trying to work as efficiently as possible. And us moms know which brands have our backs when it comes to efficient and effective cleaning. I use Cascade Pure for the multiple cycles of dishwashing we do daily. I put the dishwasher on quick wash and the dishes come out spotless every time. And that is why Cascade is today's Drive Like a Mother pick. This episode features a mom who founded Rittenhouse Dentist in 2011. Her vision was to create a relaxing and inviting space that prioritizes patient care. She is a graduate of Temple University School of Dentistry. She is also a proud member of the Pennsylvania Dental Association, American Dental Association, Philadelphia Study Club, American Academy of Facial Cosmetics, and the Academy of General Dentistry. She has been featured on local Philadelphia news stations as well as magazines. Please welcome Dr. Shima Abdullah to the Drive Like a Mother podcast. I'm so intrigued by your work and I've always wanted to know about the behind the scenes of a dental office. But first, can you tell us a little bit more about how you started in dentistry? My story of how I got into the dental field starts when I was a young girl. I actually grew up with 10 missing teeth. So I had congenitally missing adult teeth that just never came in. So all throughout middle school, high school, I basically had like a gremlin mouth. Um, I was so self-conscious about my teeth and smiling and just even like regular social interaction. I was super nervous about it. So like speaking in public, I would have like a panic attack because I was so self-conscious about my teeth and my smile. Um, So that's kind of what propelled me to get into the dental field. It was kind of like an obsession from a young age about By the time I was 18, I was able to get dental implants placed in the areas where I had missing teeth. And that kind of transformed my whole life from um, my self-esteem, my confidence. And I realized what a huge difference your smile has. And I know my example is really extreme, but even small adjustments to people's smiles, whether you're going to do like Invisalign or teeth whitening, it can really change how somebody feels about themselves and how they view the world. I know my change was like, it it changed my whole life. Like it was so crazy. That (laughs) is such an amazing story. I never knew that. But it goes to show when people are so passionate about something, like it propels them to the next level, right? And so for you to zone in and focus on how can I make myself better and how can I do this for somebody else, that's outstanding. Like that's amazing. I feel like dentistry is one of those fields where if you're not passionate, you really have to be passionate about it to get to the next level. Because if you're going into it for reasons like, oh, it's a stable job or it's going to be a good source of income, it will, but you might hate your life because you really have to love what you do when it comes to dentistry. You're literally in people's mouth all day. So if if you didn't want to do that for a good reason, it makes it so much more difficult to be successful. Right. And so can you tell us a little bit about the services that your dentist office offices provides? Sure. So we are full service family and cosmetic dental practice. So we offer everything from Invisalign, implants, cosmetic services like teeth whitening, veneers, um, and then fillings, cleanings, and regular checkups for the whole family. And I know that sometimes I get... so. Dr. Abdullah is also my dentist, my family dentist, and I love going to her. This is by far uh, the most, uh, I've had many, many dentists in the past, and this is by far my favorite office. From, from the front desk to the backstab that, uh, you know, the, the hygienist, 
you know, the other people that work in your office. Like, I love everything about your office. So can you talk about the aesthetics of your office and what you offer in there? Sure. So for me, one of the themes of my practice is, is the patient experience. I think it's so important and it's um, throughout all businesses, but I feel like for the dental experience specifically, because people hate going to the dentist so much. So if you're able to offer them that comforting experience from the moment they walk in the door, if they feel like, oh, this, I'm in like a nice place. Like it doesn't feel like a dental office. It doesn't smell like that dental sterile smell. Like it actually smells kind of nice in here. There's fresh flowers. It automatically puts them at ease and it changes their perspective of what a dental procedure and what a dental experience is like. Um, it's, it's just from, like you said, from the moment you walk in the door, it has to be that one-on-one -on -one experience with the front desk person all the way to the hygienist and the dentist. At the end of the day, I don't think anybody ever remembers like, oh, I had such an amazing filling by my dentist. They're just remembering like, oh, I felt really comfortable in the dental chair. The dentist made me feel comfortable. She explained everything that was going on. Like I understood what was happening. And that's what people really take away from it. It's not so much like the technical precision and how beautiful the work comes out. It's more about like, how did I feel when I was at the dental practice? So I really stress that throughout like all three of my offices. I feel like I put together a team of people that really understand that vision. And yes, yeah, it's, it's been yeah. going great. Listen, I, I have a choice when I walk in there. I can get water, I can get coffee, I can get wine if I want to. Um, my husband has fallen asleep in there <laughs> while getting the boy's teeth cleaned. And you know, I, I, it just feels like you're in your living room. And I love that. And you know, that your front staff is, they're so sociable and it just makes us feel at home. So I love what you're doing. I love, I love the dentist's office. And you Thank don't you. hear that often, right? Um, so, so many of us feel we have to choose between family and building a business. You are a married mother of three. How did you go about accomplishing your career goals while creating a family? Okay. So I think this is really important because people always ask me like, oh my God, how do you do it all? Like you have, when I had two kids, I have my, I had my third kid three months ago. So everyone's like, how are you juggling everything? Well, I started my first practice when I was 27. So I was two years out of dental school. I was single and I was, I was single, no kids. So it was really just about, it was just me. And I could really pour myself into the business side of it and really understand the ins and outs of like starting a dental practice from scratch. And I think for me, that's made all the difference. I'm not saying that like as a mother of are married, you can't do it. I think you can still do it, but it's so much more difficult when you have, you know, you're being pulled in different directions on a daily basis because having a business, especially if you're starting it from scratch, is very similar to having a baby. Like it needs that much attention, it needs that much time, and you have to spend, like I was for years, I was the first one here, the last one to leave. And that's the only way to build it from scratch. So if you also have like family responsibilities, I think it adds another layer of stress and it's just mm -hmm. a lot more difficult to do. But saying that I did start my second practice when I was pregnant with my first son. And then I, I did start the third practice when I had two kids, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So it's still possible, but at that stage, I knew, I knew what I was doing and I had more confidence in myself. Um, so study early. 
yeah figure it all out exactly. and keep moving it sounds like exactly yeah i don't know if i looking back if i had kids and i was married would i have been able to start my first practice probably but it would i it would have taken so much more belief in myself and confidence in myself because that's really like the first step people are scared to take that risk because they're like a lot of times you're leaving like a good paying job to go out and do something and all the pressure is on you like you have to perform you have to deliver and you have to pay all the bills payrolls on you you have to support your employees so it's a lot of pressure it's hard to say if i would have been able to do it having like a family life too mm -hmm. that's a really transparent and um and you know a vulnerable statement right like to say that you're not sure if you you would believe in yourself to the point where you're you're building three offices you know at 27 um, or you know after being married and having three kids that's that's you know you're right that's that's reality right because we're managing we're not balancing we're managing everything that's on our plate when we have the kids in the mix absolutely yeah and i love taking them to the office with me they're still young they're i have a four and a half year old a two and a half year old and a three month old so i take the two older ones to the office and i'll like clean their teeth and like have you know we'll have like a fun dental day but so they're not really fully understanding it yet but a lot of it is about you know creating something for them too which is great um i, I think that's why you know Quincy and I work so hard too, is just trying to try to make sure that they have an upper leg on, you know, getting ahead than we had, you know. Um, so I'm going to ask the question that everybody wants to know, why is dental care so expensive and why isn't it covered under regular health insurance? <laughs> that is the question everybody wants to know. Um, so a lot of it has to do with the cost that we incur as dentists as well. So to take, for example, a dental implant, which is one of the most expensive procedures in dentistry, we charge about three to $4,000 per implant. The cost of, for the dentist to buy all the parts of the implant, we have to pay the lab to make the crown that goes on the implant. There's a lot of fees that we incur. So the dentist incurs about $1,000 just in material fees for that procedure. And then on top of that, we have to pay our dental assistant who's sitting in on the procedure. We have to pay the front desk receptionist. So there's a lot of fees and factors involved in just the simple dental procedure. For patients that are just coming in for a cleaning, they're like, oh, I was just in for a cleaning. Like, why is this $100? Well, there's so many more things that go into that. Like all those, all the tools that you see on the tray, the hygienist salary that's doing the cleaning. So because of the fees that the dentist incurs, we kind of have to um, price dentistry based on that. Um, as far as why is dentistry not covered by medical insurance, I think that's a great question. I really don't understand why there's been this divide between dental and medical because it's been really well known for a while now that your mouth plays such a big part in the rest of your health for your body. Things from like heart disease, diabetes, inflammation around your body is all related to what's happening in your mouth and the bacteria levels in your mouth. So there should not be a divide. I think that medical insurance should cover dental procedures. And I'm not really sure. I think it's just something that started like years ago. And now it's people, it, it messes up people's mind because I think people think of dentistry now as this like luxury or something that's not essential. And it's absolutely essential for your health and your overall being. 
So I'm all about medical insurance covering dental procedures. I agree. Um, that's, and that's a really good point. I think, um, you know, and I don't know if making noise would help, you know, like becoming a, a dental uh, advocate or, or a- activist about, you know, covering dental, you know, creating dental coverage under healthcare. You know, maybe if we made some more noise about it, maybe it would become a, a thing that they consider. I don't know. But, um, but you are doing things um, with your dental practice that will allow people to have like a little bit of coverage, right? Like your membership plan. Could you talk about that? Sure. So last year we offered a membership plan because we wanted to give access to people that don't have regular dental insurance benefits, but still don't want to pay like the full price for dental procedures. So what we did is um, we took 20% off of our regular dental fees and it's $2.99 for the entire year. And it includes two cleanings full set of x-rays and two checkups per year. So that's what your regular insurance plan would cover if you had dental insurance. And then on top of that, if you need like a filling or any other dental procedure, it's 20% off. So we also offer care credit, which is a way to make paying for dentistry much more easy. It's interest-free. You have up to 18 months to pay off. It's basically a medical credit card. So it breaks up your payments. It makes everything really easy and you can even use it to pay for things like Invisalign or teeth whitening. So try to make it as accessible as possible. That's awesome. Now let's get into the behind the scenes of dental care. So I would say that you're probably like on like an extended maternity leave at this point, you know, with the dentist's office being closed. Uh, But what type of structure did you put in place in order to be able to leave for this extended period of time? And what goes into running a successful dental office? Okay, so this is my third maternity leave. My first maternity leave, I think I learned a lot because um, I actually was, I was listening to your last episode about postpartum and the, all of your experience. And I had a very similar experience with my first son where it was like such a struggle trying to feed him and like figure everything out. And it's so confusing and stressful when it's your first one and you really have no idea what you're doing. And then on top of it, you have like a business running in the background. So it was very stressful. I was kind of in like a postpartum haze for a good six months, I would say, where I like just couldn't get back to work because I was just like in this fog. Um, so I learned a lot from that experience. Luckily, I have amazing dentals, dental associates that work at my practices that do an, like they do an amazing job. They take great care of the patients. They care about the practice. So that has helped me be able to like step away, even if it's for like a month or two. You can never really just check out, though, as far as being a business owner. There's always going to be like emails, phone calls always stuff happening in the background. So there's no way to just completely shut it all out. Um, Even with this COVID-19 situation, we're still getting a lot of calls from patients that have emergencies on a daily basis. And because of the government mandates right now, we can't even treat emergency patients. So our, you know, my hands are tied. I feel horrible that I can't do more for these, for people that are calling. Um, What are you telling them to do? Like what, or do you give them any advice over the phone? Like what not to yeah. do, what to do? Because you know, if, yeah, if- so we're so restricted on what we can treat. So right now what compromises a dental emergency is infection, swelling, 
or uncontrollable pain or bleeding. So very few people fit into that category. And as far as the infections go, I'm, I'm basically calling in prescriptions to the pharmacy um, and I'm calling in pain medicine to the pharmacy. But as far as seeing people in the practice, it's just, it has to be something like a, a true dental emergency. So people are really, like most people are understanding, but then, you know, when you're in a lot of pain, you're like, wait a second, like, why can't you see me now? Because we're, us we're usually super accommodating, especially when somebody has an emergency. So it's hard to explain to them like, okay, right now, this is all we can do. I know. And you don't want to tell them to go to the emergency room for their mouth and then they, they risk getting coronavirus, right? So exactly. it's like, Exactly. Yeah. But if you're in so pain, that's the thing. I'm just trying to keep people out of urgent care and out of the emergency room because the chances of them catching something are way higher if they're exposed. I agree. So on the flip side of, um, you know, putting things in place at the office where it runs smoothly, what do you do? How do you manage home life? So what do you put in place at home so that you can focus on work when you're there? So before this whole coronavirus drama, um, my two older sons were in daycare full time and they love going to this daycare. I'm really lucky because like the teachers are great. Everybody's hands on. They make it a fun experience for them. So it wasn't ever like a struggle in the morning when we would drop them off. They were always excited and like happy to go see their friends and play. So that made it easy. Like, okay, the two older kids are in school from, we usually drop them off around nine, pick them up around four. So we had like a good seven hours to get stuff done before we pick them up. I, since I just had the baby three months ago, I still haven't juggled everything with three kids yet. My mom was here for two months, so that helped a lot. We actually had like good homemade meals and everything was nice. And then she left right before all the coronavirus stuff. I'm so mad because I'm like, we could have just trapped her. She could have been quarantined. <laughs> but she just made it out like just in time. I'm so right. mad about it. And now you have to wait for her to come back. Right. All right. So this is a fun question. You did a segment on a local news station in Philadelphia explaining the procedure and dangers of permanent grills. Now, I don't know if you know this about me, but I have been on the hunt for some dainty little grills on the bottom, like just like a little retainer bar. <laughs> but every place seems so sketchy to me. And I didn't know that you made grills. I saw Mike's. Yeah, so all and you have so, to do is call your favorite dentist, and I'm ready to hook you up with a grill. That's I'll hook great. You up with a so, post coronavirus grill. Yes, so I just need them for like the Drake concerts, the Rihanna concerts. I need them for like my alter ego because I turn into like <laughs> Beyonce Jr. and I'm just there just to like you know look pretty with my yeah. grills on and enjoy my rap concert. Yeah, so all you have to do is give us a call and I can definitely hook you up with a grill. It's super easy. It's only two appointments. We take the molds. I send it out. I usually use like a jeweler so that everything is, it's actually real gold and real jewels that are placed. And then we get you fitted for it. So it's custom made and it just snaps in, snap it in for the concert and the pictures and then snap it out after. Or you can just keep it in and scare your kids with it too. I'm so excited. See, it's that simple. I can just call my dentist and be like, I just need a, some cute, dainty grills, and it's done. Yeah, absolutely. But you don't want to get, like, an over-the-counter grill from, like, a random person on South Street. Just avoid those grills, because those or, grills will put your teeth out. 
or Etsy, <laughs> right? Because that's where I was looking. Oh, they have them on Etsy? I didn't even think about that. But those are I, probably I think, like one size fits all and won't do the trick. Yeah. You definitely probably, want to cut the fade. Probably a bad idea. That was a bad idea. But I'm <laughs> definitely going to talk to you more about getting these, these grills right. I want. I'm going to send you a picture. All right. Let's so... As you know, we moms tend to put ourselves last on the priority list, especially when we are nursing or pregnant. Beyond brushing and flossing, can you give us some tips on what we can do at home to maintain a youthful smile and strengthen our teeth and gums? Yes. So this is funny because a lot of times women will come in after they have their babies and they're like, my pregnancy destroyed my teeth. Like I never had cavities before I had kids. And there's no like scientific reason why it would happen besides the fact that we're so tired. And like you said, we prioritize ourselves last when we have a baby or we're pregnant. So the thing that I found that really helps me, and I know this is going to sound kind of dumb, but having an electric toothbrush actually makes a big difference because you're so tired sometimes and just lazy and it's late night. And if you, all you have to do is just press that button and it'll like do the job for you. It makes it so much easier. So before, before I was pregnant, patients would ask me like, does it make any difference? Like, should I get an electric toothbrush or does it clean any better? And now I know like if you're tired and you're lazy, yes, it does it way better than you would with your manual toothbrush because it's doing most of the work for you. Um, other than that, I would say get a good herbal based mouth rinse. So the one that we have at the office is called Tooth and Gum Tonic, which you can actually get on Amazon. It's essential oil-based and alcohol-free. So it's all natural. It's um, eucalyptus, peppermint oil, and things that are naturally antibacterial without being like, um, it's not going to burn your gum. It's not like Listerine, which you can't really tolerate. Like people can't swish with Listerine for 30 seconds because you feel like your mouth is on fire. So this is like a more natural brand. Um, it's a lot more easy to use and it just kills bacteria naturally. So those are two good products to try. Thank you. Yes. And I did actually get that mouth rinse, which is a really good mouth rinse. You use it in the office too, which is, yeah, that was, that's a really good mouth rinse. All right. So bonus question, what is your dream car? My dream car is a white Range Rover with like a beige interior. I definitely can't get it till my kids are like in high school or like old enough that they know not to just like cover it in mud. Cause the car we have right now, I have a pretty nice car now and it's completely covered in like donuts, tater tots, <laughs> yogurt pouches. There's just like gunk all over it. So I wouldn't be able to do that to the Range Rover. I gotta wait till my kids are a little older 